everybody. This is episode number 95 of the Fresher and Parland show. This is what I would call the equipment disaster episode. Dude, basically nothing went right. Nothing I have went my right. whole like I can't even zoom. I don't got like nothing going on. This is like my whole area or whatever. Let me put this up. And uh, I'm using this new PC and it's not very good. Look at look at my look at the new camera. It doesn't even it's so jittery. But the audio should be this audio for me should be significantly better because I am using a much, much better microphone. So it's like for me, it's lose the video, get the audio, and for fresher, it's pray that it doesn't break in the I middle. know, yeah. This the SATA driver on this computer is like dying. I just have to keep switching which which channel the hard drive is plugged into. I already went into three to get it to not crash here. So like I just got a new computer too that I will uh, have set up pretty soon. I just got it today. So I actually, it's annoying because the fan has like a little buzz in it. So I was, uh, I just like actually took it apart and I'm going to, um, I got to fix the fan right here. You already took it apart. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Cause it's a little buzzy. I got to like, I'm trying to decide. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a new fan. I don't know if it's a bearing. I could probably use some warranty thing, but I don't want to like bother. So I'll just try to do it myself. But I'm excited about that 4K computer. That's pretty exciting. So uh, as I said, this is episode number 94 of the Fresher and Parland show. This is going to be a somewhat truncated episode. So I'm sorry, the Fresh and Par enthusiasts who hope to get a full episode. I know. Um, and we were like, we didn't even uh, make it here last week. I know. So the reason why is because I was in Las Vegas for a, co- a work conference. Sounded pretty amazing. Yeah, like, but- oh, you ran into, uh, what's his name? Oh, geez, you're already stealing the thunder, dude. Oh, already sorry. Stealing, Did I even look at anything? You didn't even put anything here. Oh, wait, no, I'm on totally the wrong spot. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah, so it was, um, it was, I don't know if I should, whatever. It was the Adobe Summit in Las Vegas. Um, I work in analytics, so this was all about analytics stuff, um, specifically Adobe Analytics. And... Um, and they had a, they had a, they had a, this is the first year they had the, the conference in Vegas. Normally it's in Salt Lake City. Um, or I should say traditionally it's been in Salt Lake City, but I can't imagine they're going to take it back to um, Salt Lake after this kind of. Yeah. Cause I mean, once you, once you go Vegas, you know. Yeah. You kind of can't take it back. So it was pretty significant. It was 10,000 people, which is pretty big. I think it might've been even slightly bigger than that, but it was a huge, huge amount of people. Um I, uh, they had, a, they, the, you know, the seminars were really good. Breakout sessions were pretty good. But the, the highlight, obviously, was their party, which they threw on Wednesday night. They had um, X Game athletes. So it was kind of crazy. So it was all, it was like all you could drink, right? So there was like probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, there was probably like 10 bars. It was all beer and uh, stuff like that and sodas and, and energy drinks, I think they had as well, which is crazy. Um, so it was uh, all these bars and then it was, they had a half pipe with X gamers that were like gold, like the best of the world, like nine time winner. Yeah. Like freestyle. So they have BMX people. And, um, this, this sounds like, a one of those billionaire parties. It's well, it, it was like a billionaire party. Were there like a uh, professional, like greeters, like, you know, just beautiful people around to like, you know, make you feel special. They had a, uh, 
sort of, but they also but they had a um, hosts that were on camera, and there was these screens everywhere, and they're like coming up over in the you know north side of the thing, head over to the half pipe where uh, blah 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 will be performing, and then so they did that for a half hour, and then it's like. 15 minutes later, they had set up... You ever hear of motocross, which is essentially... Oh, motor- yeah. They had a motocross course? They had a motocross course where people were doing crazy jumps. Wow, had- that's insane. That's so cool. Well, here's the thing. I actually had video on of the all of that stuff. Uh, and because I don't have the software set up on this new computer, I can't actually share with you. It was like with flames and... Oh, my and gosh. P- it was, I think, like five or six guys on bikes... <laughs> jumping like, like sunday 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 so like 16 yards for the seat but you'll only need the edge uh, i'm assuming they were about 20 to 30 yards in the air and maybe that's so two. cool and uh and then they were like and then after that finished that went on for about a half hour and then they were like and now to the main stage everybody it's you know weezer and so weezer performed and they pl- played for about an hour and they were really good they played like they spoke like one sentence the whole show they like, just like straight music straight music and then as they were finishing up um rivers cuomo whatever the lead singer of weezer you know he does the the w thing which you can't really yeah. see here the w thing um as he was performing that on the encore because they did do an encore there was a fireworks display behind the stage that went on for like 15 minutes it was ridiculous the song so was fireworks at the encore that's kind of like i mean defeats the purpose of the encore i'm already i'm not a fan of encores in general well here's the thing it was a a two-song encore it was they played beverly hills which i arguably would say do not play beverly hills as an encore yeah Uh, and and then uh buddy holly and then as that was their encore that was their encore two songs and uh and they uh as they were finishing the set literally as the they put the guitars down and like i said he was doing the thing with his hand that's when the fireworks went up in the air. So it was like time to end with the performance. That's craziness. Yeah. So there was that. And the, the one of the funniest things of the whole shebango was the, uh, I met t- that Thomas Middleditch or whatever his name is. Yeah. The, he's this, the, if you ever watched Silicon Valley, I don't know if you ever watched Silicon Valley. Um, I love that show. I'm actually rewatching it right now. Season two. Oh, really? Because so I think the new ones comes pretty soon. It, it starts the same day as Game of Thrones starts, which I think is like the end of April. Um, that's like right... Oh, wait, no, that's one month. Yeah, it's like three weeks I away. like, that's right now, but... Um, it's, uh, by the way, uh, for the folks over in the East Coast of things, happy April Fool's Day. I was just going to mention that. Do you have any plans for... I want to see all the corporate ones. I don't know if it's going to happen, but... I'm sure there'll be some corporate ones. Anyway, I met Thomas Middleditch, the the CEO, or I should say former CEO of Pied Piper. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and yeah, spoiler alert. And uh, and I imagine I offended him within like three three seconds. Three seconds I offended <laughs> him. So I I I I went up to him, I was like, hey, uh, cool to meet you. And he was wearing like a name tag, like with his real name on it. It was really yeah. cool. It was like his like if it was the Pied Piper. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, can I get a picture? He's like, sure, no problem. So I was getting a picture. I was like, one question. He's like, yeah, no problem. As we're about to take the picture, I was like, so what pays more on uh, a commercial with Tina Fey or an episode of Silicon Valley? And he's like, oh, oh, and he just like, it was crazy. He kind of like went right into the, 
The character? Yeah. The character's like, oh, um, uh, amazing. You've imagined to offend me in, in a minute, less than a minute, 30 seconds even. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of want to, you know, and I was just like trying to back out of it. I felt kind of terrible, whatever. Yeah. But then I, then my, the person I was with, the person I was with got a photo of him too after I did it, and you could see the disdain on his face. With the, <laughs> I mean, I like that. Like you made an impression. Like he's probably going to say that to someone else. Like you know, like yeah, this guy just asked me, "What a dick." Well, first he said, "I don't know." The first thing he said was, "I don't know," which is possible he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but anyway. That is, that's pretty. That's a pretty great celebrity interaction, though. It is a pretty great celebrity interaction, and then, um, and so then I came back, and then um, on Saturday it was kind of like a chock full day. I did the caucuses. Oh yeah, that was Saturday, huh? Yeah, on um, the the caucus here, and Bernie Sanders crushed it. Um, Super crushed it. I he ha- got every single county in Washington State, which I was surprised about. He, um, so it's interesting. I had never done a caucus. I took video and I was going to play it tonight, but unfortunately we're running out of time. So much video. Like I didn't even do any, like, you know, remote things. And I know uh, I took, I had three videos cause I did a video going in walking to the caucus. And then I did a video coming out of the caucus. Did you have commentary? Uh, what do you mean? Like were you talking like I'm walking into the caucus now? Was it like the, your face view? Yeah. That's what I did. I was like, no, holding that's it. perfect. That's so cool. I had that, and I was like, "Hi, this is." Uh, and I was like, referring to myself as Parlance. Oh, so, that's so cool! Oh man, and uh, we'll have to play it later. Yeah, we'll figure a way to get it working. Um, and so uh, yeah, so I, I had that, and then I was like walking, and I was like, and "That was me doing the caucus. What an interesting <laughs> thing." Um, but I am an alternate delegate, so uh, I will. Uh, that's I will pretty get cool. To go You're to the- part of the process. I will get to go to the next level. I believe it's sometime in the next month or something. I have to go there. Um, I'm an alternate, so it doesn't mean much, but maybe it will turn into something. Doesn't mean much. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturday night, it's, sorry, this is just like I'm t- taking up all the time here. No, went, it's cool. Like, I mean, did a lot of stuff. Yeah, I went to my first ever live auction. Have you ever been to a live auction? I have. I've been to those uh, auto reclaim auctions, which was super fun. Did you buy anything from the auto I didn't, but it was also, it was like, it was on like the Mexican radio station and it was a free barbecue, but like it was for like the drug seizure auction for cars. It was really cool. It was like super cool. Where was this at? It was in Birian. (laughs) Were there any good cars for sale? What? Were there any good cars? Yeah, they were way cool. I almost got some. They're really good deals. I definitely consider the drug seizure auctions an amazing place to buy cars. And you can go try them. Like, you're supposed to go try them ahead of time. And then, like, and then you bid on them because you get the better deal than just making an offer. But, uh, yeah, there was a cool car. Like, there was, yeah, there were cool cars. Because they're, like, drug dealer cars. And what were the, what were the, don't you feel like, though, like, if you were driving in a drug dealer car with all the, like, decked out rims, people would think you're a drug dealer? Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) <laughs> no, they weren't like decked out. It was like like giant like fluorescent green trucks with big wheels, or like you know um, like BMWs and Mercedes and stuff, or like Audis, but like pretty like yeah with the rims or whatever. Not like super over the top, just like you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but it seems to me like you would immediately get marked as a 
as like a drug dealer down the hey, or just that, a rich person. Isn't that who? What rich person drives a fluorescent green truck? Oh yeah, no, I mean the, the right, like the Audis and the <laughs> okay. Mercedes and stuff. Right. Um, or like the you know the Escalade. So uh, so my auction was actually for a charity. It was for the Wing Luke Museum. I don't know oh yeah, know. yeah, it's a pretty um, museum. But they they raised like almost a half a million dollars. Nice. It was crazy. And um, there were some famous people there, such as Tom Skerritt. Do you know who Tom Skerritt is? Yeah. Uh, he told me. Ooh, he's just making me yawn just hearing his name because I so don't know about him. Top Gun, Poison Ivy, Alien, Tom Skerritt. I'm sure if Leonard is listening to this episode, he's going to be like, oh. I mean, I even looked it up and he looks like unnotable. Uh, like not even does, do I not recognize him. He like looks like not someone who should be recognized. He's definitely a <laughs> Seattle institution. He's like an act. He's like one of the most famous actors from the region. That's he, a little disappointing. I mean, I, I guess that's cool. That's like humbling that we don't have anyone cool. But, <laughs> um, but you know who else was there? The bad guy from Karate Kid Two. Whoa, he was actually the good guy when you watch like the rephrase thing. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, because um, it was actually the main guy who was the bad guy because he was totally a dick. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Um. So he was there. Apparently, he has a restaurant in um, in I think in West Seattle called like Kona Kitchen. It's like a Hawaii themed restaurant. Oh really? And, um, yeah. They had like a they were doing a, a party like a karaoke party with at his restaurant, and he'll be there and sing with you. What? Yeah, Who's the Karate Kid or the, the Karate Kid bad guy? No, Karate Kid bad guy. It's his restaurant. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was like they had like 30 seats or something, and they went really fast because it was auctioned <laughs> off. They weren't even auctioned. They were just kind of like, it was just like whoever could get their hand up fast enough pretty much. <laughs> um, How much was it for, though? 50 bucks a person. Eight? 50. Oh, yeah. $50 a person. That was, one of the, that was one of the cheaper items. And there was a lot of people upset they didn't get the... the Did tickets. you, uh, like, bid on anything? I did. Uh, we Yeah, I bid on... Um, there, was, there was a silent auction as well, which there was a necklace that we didn't get. And, um, and then I, I did a, a wine, like a wine grab, where you, you, you pay, like, I forget, like $35. Yeah. And, and then you get a you get a chance uh, you get a bottle of wine potentially a really expensive bottle but generally a bottle that should be roughly around 35 dollars yeah and i looked up and they said that and then i got my bottle of wine and i looked online and my bottle of wine was 25 dollars. (laughs) so i guess i guess it's maybe washington state prices so you didn't need to look online that's that's what ruined it i know it is well it doesn't matter it's for a good cause or whatever yeah they this they so they had um the the boat the mayor of san francisco was there the mayor of seattle was there our congressman was there. Um, some Sonic guy was Seattle Supersonic, downtown Freddie Brown or whatever his name is. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, there was, it was a bunch of, oh, all of the like famous like Asian newscasters. Like, from How did you go? What, what got you going? So uh, I know someone on the board of the, of the Wing Luke. Oh, so yeah. Invited us. We had a VIP table, so it was all you could drink. Nice. That's pretty sweet. Top shelf, top shelf as well um the the uh food was actually very good um well at least my food was good i had the vegan option um <laughs> anyway it was worth it uh, i they had the these kids came out to speak and they were like you know 
you know, in their artist program that they have, it's like an after school kind of, I don't know exactly how it works, but the one kid, like he had, I cried. He, when he spoke, I cried. What did you say? He was just a really good speaker. Was he, he was just really mean to you. No, he was no emotionally <laughs> cried. No, God. No. And that guy. He, he talked about how he's trying to kill himself at the age of eight. Oh yeah. How, so how did the wing Luke help him? Uh, by letting him express himself through art and make and get away from being depressed and making made feel that he's important and what he does could matter and all that stuff. Huh. It was a very, very, very good speech. It was, I mean, I'm not joking. Like once he did that, they did, they did the, um, you know, like sticker. If they do, they start with, um, I think people were given like $15,000, $10,000 after that, because people were very emotional. Um, when they did like the $2,500 donation thing, I, I would say probably like, 10 to no 20 people stuck up their hands i should just have a charity thing and then it's like the bluth charity thing but then just get like emotional speakers to come yeah Yeah. so i mean you know it was my first love auction it was my first time in that hoity i would say like more um yeah i mean you were vip table man yeah, it was my first time in that scene, so it was. Uh, I felt very honored to be there. I was very appreciative of our friends inviting us. What did you wear? I wore a suit. I wore just a, a suit. Well, it. I had a tailored-made suit in Vietnam. Oh so yeah, like, the bamboo one. No, it's not bamboo. It's just regular, <laughs> regular old cotton. Anyway, it still fits, and it's it fits so good. If it it's it's like the perfect made because it's obvious it's tailored. To I know. Me. I want to like. I want to do that. That's. I want to go to Thailand almost just for that. This was done in Vietnam, but you could get it done in Thailand. You could get it done for, in Singapore, too. But I think Singapore is way more expensive. And my friend got it, like, has had it a couple times in Thailand. It seems like it would just pay for your trip, pretty much. Yeah, if I, I, if I had known the workmanship that I would have had... Because pretty much all of our clothes are made in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, if I had known, I probably would have bought two to three of them. Even at the cost I was paying. I think it's yeah. worth it. Totes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much all my, that was what happened in the last two weeks. A lot that's there. A lot, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was, uh, speaking of, um, bougie events, including all you can eat and drink, I'm going to the Taste of Washington on Sunday, which should be, uh, pretty entertaining. I've never been there. I heard that, like, it's pretty good, but, uh. That's so why exciting. don't you explain to the listeners what the taste of Washington is? I'm not sure. It's just like a Washington wine fest, not festival, like a, I don't know. So how much does it cost? And how, I mean, where... it's, it's, a, it's a like century. It's no wait. Yes. It's the century link plaza. It's just like the home show or the boat show. It's just like basically the wine show. So That's how it, I imagine it. So it's all you can eat and drink for three yeah, hours. Yeah. Cool. That should be really fun. I think you'll really enjoy that. Yeah, it should be all right. Um, be all right. But um, and did you do anything special for Easter? Because I know we had that holiday just happen. We a did have that holiday. I just hung out with my family pretty much. Nothing super big or anything. I think I bought some peeps, but I didn't eat them on Easter. I had them before Easter, just like when I saw them in the store. But uh, I think so. I 
Uh, what you do you like peeps? Because I, I like them, but they're also freaking disgusting. I like them, and they're not. They're just marshmallows. They're so sweet. It's like eating pure sugar. It's like sugar on sugar. It's sugar yeah, coated sugar, sugar. sugar. I mean, it's like I'm not. I can. I can't like eat them forever, but I like the texture. I especially like them when they're kind of um stale. Uh, stale, yeah, that's so good. Like I'll just open the package and let it stay out for a while, you know. Um, so did you see there, I feel like there's new, like multicolored flavored. It's like, they pretty much exploded. There's like everything. Like they have all different shapes. They have all different animals, colors, like types. It's weird. Yeah. So I, so I went to my friend's, I went to my, my friend's house. He has like a three and a half, maybe almost four year old daughter. Yeah. And we, we put together a little Easter basket for them and, um, and I, I got like a bunch of tra- traditional stuff for the the kid, like Peeps, uh, Cadbury egg, Reese's Pieces egg, and the, the she took the the she took the Cadbury egg, okay, and yeah. she like unwrapped it. She's like three and a half, or, and she like cracked it open, ate the top, and then just was like scooping out the, the yeah the, yeah the sugary. She just is that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I don't I don't know if you scoop it out. I just remember just like kind of just shoving it in my mouth. I don't remember the scoop. I never was into Cadbury eggs. They're too hard to eat. I Well, apparently all you do is you crack it open and use your finger. Um, Way uh, better idea. Um, Honey pot. So, <laughs> so, I don't know. She was super adorable. We gave her bubbles. Um, like a little thing of a little bubbles. And it was oh, yeah, like... Bubbles are pretty good. And they were like the, the colored kind. And then I... So we, we took her outside and we were blowing the bubbles. So she didn't want to blow the bubbles. She didn't have the lung strength to actually blow a bubble. Wait, how old? Four? Yeah. Huh. Or, or she was just not, she just didn't quite understand how to blow. Cause you would yeah, take, I think it's like, takes a lot of like fine motor blowing skills. Yeah. So instead she would just look at the bubbles and then when they would land on the ground, she'd stomp them. That was like her thing. So she was, that's just, pretty fun. Yeah. I like so, swatting them too. Well, she's not a, she's not a good, I don't think she has the swatting technique down yet, but uh, you got to um, You got to get it. Pretty, pretty cute. Uh, pretty cute baby. I try yeah. to, she doesn't, I mean, she, not only she also, I was trying to play catch with her or whatever. Yeah. And uh, like, she, you know, she still doesn't have the motor skills to catch. It's kind of like you hold your, they hold their hands out like this Yeah. and then you throw it and it like goes through. And then like a second later, it's like, you know, I know. Like, yeah. It's like the baby, uh, business baby on Saturday Night Live, if you've seen that one. No. Oh, yeah. I Usually with kids like that, I like to have them make like a hoop. And then you just like throw like basketball. I feel like they have fun with that. Oh, yeah. that we I could have done that. I, had, I didn't do that, but I could have done that. Yeah, that's usually what I do with that because they're not going to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's kind of funny like to just throw it at them and let them let it hit them kind of <laughs> yeah you, know? I, you just you, you just use them like a backboard <laughs> but <laughs> but i also watched the new Wee herman movie which was extremely good if you haven't seen it i haven't seen it but last night when i was going to watch our our review roulette pick yeah. i saw it like front and center and i was like oh man i really gotta watch that yeah it's like really good Is i mean really i feel good? like it's, it's really good at being a Wee movie like i mean it's yeah, it's like all the aspects that one should be. It's pretty awesome. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to do it. I I think um, the new season of Daredevil came out. I haven't I haven't had a chance to even watch the full at full season one. Yeah, um, but I have been rolling through uh, 
um, The Magicians, the show on sci-fi. Oh, yeah, I heard you talking about that today. I haven't seen it. Oh, but that reminds me. Uh, have you seen the show? Oh, I needed to ask you about a show, but now I don't remember what it is. Someone was telling me about it, and I thought, oh, I think I remember that Parlance mentioned that, but now I don't remember either. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Damn my it. Goodness. Well, get back to me on that because I probably have watched yeah. at least an episode of it. But anyway, so the, the, magicians, the magicians or whatever. Yeah, so I've read the novels, um, and uh, the, I, I the, they do deviate a bunch from the novels, but it's still pretty faithful to the overall. And the thing is, is like the the first novel is pretty. It's like sort of like not super bizarre. It's kind of like an homage to. Um, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles of Narnia, sort of. Yeah. Um, except in this world, the, the fake world, like Narnia or whatever, is actually fillery. And in that in this world, it's actually real. Huh. So it's, and it's like there's this whole thing where the multiverse exists, and but it's all like over, like magic is essentially things that were left behind sort of that are artifacts of potentially the creator. It's like... It's really interesting stuff. So you should. Um, it's kind of like Harry Potter, sort of. It's it's it's, but it, it gets away from that, you know, in further in further books and stuff. It's definitely worth watching, is what I'll get. That's at. pretty cool. And they say the f word a lot in it, even though it's on sci-fi. That doesn't really strike me as something that would happen that magicians would do. What? Swear. Well, they're they're like grad students because it's like a school sort of. I don't a magician know, school. It's a magician's grad school. Yeah. But in the in the books, it's a magician's college. They 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 move the characters, they move them up because the books go over like a 30-year period. Yeah. And they couldn't have a kid play, they couldn't make him believably 18 and then have him like 40. So they they started them older so they they could look older as the as it progresses. Yeah. Um yeah, well, it's. I was just shocked that they used the F word, but they just, they just, they say fuck, but then they, part of my French, and then they like they bleep out the, k, so it's just fuck, and they say it all the time. They bleep it like with an actual beep or with no, like they, an empty space. Empty space. Oh yeah. So that's like they used. I thought that it was a really good. They used frack in Battlestar. Yeah, I know. I used to say that, and my wife would always get upset with me. She's like, "You're such a nerd." <laughs> Um, getting upset for being a nerd. Maybe I should say frack on this show instead of cursing. <laughs> I've been trying not to curse on here, and so even when, so, when I said that f word, I was like, "Ugh," made me feel oh uncomfortable. Yeah, but, so uh, it's, they're definitely worth watching. Um, so let's uh, let's we have some quick news, and then we'll go straight into the thing. Like I said, well, I was going to also mention. Go ahead. For people that didn't know about the San Andreas Deer Cam, because we've been <laughs> watching it like a hawk at work. <laughs> you can check it out. Just look it up on Google, the San Andreas Deer Cam. It is somebody who uh, modded um, the GTA 5 world, which is 100 square miles of Sydney. And it has a camera on just a random deer in that world. And it's just the like computer-controlled deer, like, like it would be in the normal world, except for they just drop it random places and it walks around. So it's like a nature show because it's live on Twitch. It's just like this deer roaming around the GTA world, but it, it gets into all sorts of shenanigans and walks around, it falls in the water. It's pretty fun to watch. It's totally like a digital nature channel and it's live. So you should check it. I 
was surprised too. Our coworker said that they saw basically a homeless guy with the T-shirt, which is surprising. They have San Andreas Deer Cam shirts, and apparently they're in the hands of homeless guys because this this whole thing, I guess, is from the area in Seattle. I didn't you I didn't know that either. I also didn't know that Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't think it takes place in, in San Andreas. Uh, I think that's what they call it. Oh, really? I'm not sure. I, I here's the thing. I played the GTA Five, and I don't even remember. I didn't play it that much. I thought it was. The I only York. played the online version. Um. The uh, yeah, it's it's entertaining. I will say, like maybe after the fifteenth hour, which I think we're on now at the office, like yeah, it, it's it does get a little old, but every once in a while it gets entertaining again. Yeah, that's 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 like a nature channel. I mean, it's not entertaining <laughs> all the time. You're I just watching it. It's live, you know. The webcam <laughs> with the bears eating the salmon in Alaska, I feel like, is entertaining a hundred percent of the time. No, not a hundred. Sometimes what? it's boring. It's yeah. always just what's what are the bears going to do, and then sometimes they do something. Even when the bears are just sitting there, just throwing water on their face or brushing their teeth, like I enjoy Those are that. Both things. Them. That's not something that they do all the time. Oh please, they're brushing their teeth all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I like the deer cam. I don't know if I. Uh, here's the thing: digital deer, real life bear. It's it's to me. It's it. I don't know. I'm just saying. If I had to pick one, I mean, it's no condor cam. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought about I think that the just live stream of like a modded game doing stuff is a really good idea. I thought about doing like having a Madden streaming game where you could just vote on what teams should play each other and then like always have it be like a live computer versus computer Madden game. Oh, like a simulation kind of yeah, game. Yeah, but like scheduled. I mean the whole yeah. thing simulate it's just like no player. It's just like Computer versus computer. I it would always be different, though. I, I feel like back in the day, on like the Sega Genesis, I feel yeah. like I would there would be you know you had to move the controller over to your team. Do you remember that? Like it would be four controllers, and you would have to like push left or right to be either on like you know Team A or Team B. Maybe, but, I I don't yeah I guess. Well, people who remember there would be times though, like if you didn't like if you were playing by yourself or you were playing with your friends and you weren't paying attention and you never moved your controller, like you never hit left or right, and then you hit start and the game would start and you'd be like trying to play the game, but it would be two computer teams playing because no <laughs> yeah. assigned you were never assigned a team. I've I, I feel like that used to happen all the time when I was uh when I was growing <laughs> up. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you should do like, but you should do like Madden 98 or something really old school. Or just, so that's just an, like a sports way, but then you can have a site for voting on which teams it should be. Or like, I also thought like maybe the Sims just like have some sort of weird situation in the Sims where you're just watching them happen. Or you could do Super Bowl matchups from the like Super Bowl I one. I they actually do that already, but yeah, like that. Uh, I'm sure should... someone will already do that. I feel like some of the Maddens have that too. They have the Madden, like they, they have the rosters of the old teams. Yeah, they totally do. Yeah. But uh, I thought that I, was, I like the deer camp, man. Deer camp. I meant to uh, talk to our coworker. He said he's starting his professional Twitch channel. I think he's, he did it last night for the first time. Oh, that's cool. He's playing he, what? Um, Rocket League. Oh, Rocket League, yeah. Rocket League is super big now. He said he's so good, he needs to show his skills to the world. 
That's impressive. I'll get his. I'll get his name. So I'll, I'll do a little pump out. I'll pump him up a little bit on the show when I get pump his name. A little the pump out that doesn't sound right. No, I'll pump just a pump out for the coworker. <laughs> I'll just give him a shout out or a pump up. A pump up or shout out is better than a pump out. <laughs> a pump out. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna flush him, man. I'm gonna straight up flush him. You know, flush him with that pump out. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he's. I think he got a green screen and all that shit to like. Oh yeah, I have one too, but I just like I just use the trees. I watched Twitch for. Did I tell you this? I watched like actual streaming Twitch for the first time. Maybe, I guess it was like the the day that or the day before the division was coming out. How long ago was that? I think it was like the start of March, so probably like almost a month ago. And it was the first all the time at work. I know, I know, but this was like dear Cam. But I wanted to see how the game the game looked, yeah, and how how it played a little bit. So I watched. I went to Twitch to watch someone play it, it's kind of like idea. to review it. And um, I bought the game because of that guy. I mean, he was. It looked interesting, so I bought it because there was no reviews of the game at the time. Yeah, there was an embargo on the reviews or whatever. So, um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, some news of the week. While I was gone, there was a guy in a tree here in. Yeah, that was that's like, uh, I think it made national news. Maybe I mean it didn't seem like that big a deal. He was just in a tree for like twenty four hours downtown Seattle, trying to get him down. I feel like it's to me. It, I can't believe no one's ever climbed that tree before. Like it seems like that would have been the thing to do for a homeless guy. Like I'm just gonna go live in that tree. I mean, he wasn't living in it. It was just like, like there's not. I don't know. Maybe. Well, um, you know what? You know what? Uh. You know what I heard? They're going to turn it into um, they're going to turn it into a Hallmark movie. That story. <laughs> I thought they should put a statue. Well, no, they're turning it into a Hallmark movie. Like, yeah, that's the guy in the tree. You know why they're turning it into a Hallmark movie? Why? Because it's a really sappy story. Oh, oh nice. Thank you. Um, the uh, yeah, you have to come back to it. I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, there's not that much. I mean, news stuff. It was just stuff I added. Do you, what other stuff did you have? I didn't really add much. I I wanted to talk briefly about the Microsoft AI because every time I see oh this, yeah, the, uh, it's called Tay. Every time I see the story about this, it's like went online and then went offline in a matter of twenty minutes because it became yeah. Racist. I didn't actually read any of the tweets, but like I just heard that it like was doing a bunch of like Nazi stuff and like racist things. <laughs> So um, a, a, new, a couple things that like happened in the politics world. Um, Bernie Bernie did really well in in the three pro, uh, caucuses that happened on. But he um, still doesn't get very much like traction, right? Right, and then also uh, Donald I mean, Trump. Media. Donald Trump talked about women going to prison for getting an abortion last night on MSNBC. Oh yeah. Also, I. Uh... Heard something about his publicist resigning and then like having an open letter about him, but I did, it looked it was too long. I didn't read it. TLDR. Yeah, I, I didn't read it either. But I think the TLDR was or was effectively this was always perceived as a joke, and he never wanted to do anything. And now he, that it is, it's scary. It was. Oh, I think yeah. that was kind of the gist of it. I think his campaign manager also got arrested for assault. For really. Like, yeah. Oh um, yeah, I saw that they like pepper sprayed someone, like no, a fourteen-year-old or something. No, not that. It was uh, he grabbed a reporter and pulled her away or something, and she said she got a bruise, so they arrested her for assault or something. 
Huh. Oh, it was a girl? Yeah, it was a girl. Um, Interesting. So I think it's about that time to, uh, because I know we're running a little short here and I know we got places to be and things to see. Uh, but before we do that, did you know, Fresher, that we're part of a podcast network? Oh my gosh, I've heard things. Yep, we are part of a podcast network. It's a soon-to-be-named network. It's starring such podcasts as Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Prodigal Sons Podcast, uh, Podvocacy, and uh, also the Puzzle Warriors 3, which is now the number two most listened to uh, um, podcast on the network. And I want to talk to the... Uh, so la- I listened to um, the Prodigal Sons, and I have a, a bone to pick with them. They said that they're the third most listened to podcast on the yeah. media. And I would say that... Um, with our combined total of streams and podcasts, yeah, and downloads, we blow them away. We blow but them who's away. their number three that they say they get 40 a week, they get 40 downloads a week. We get more than that, yeah, definitely. What, Ugh. yeah, so not um, true. I mean, not they're not the number three. <laughs> Whereas Puzzle Warriors 3, I think, had like four or five hundred li- like downloads like two weeks ago or something. That's so pretty that's, cool, that's really good. Um. I hope to go on there sooner or later to talk about the game. Because you're still killing it, right? Popping bubbles? Popping bubbles. I'm popping bubbles and taking names. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess in this case, popping bubbles and taking and collecting cards. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks uh, for listening. If you want to reach out anytime, add Fresh and Par or fresherandparlance.com. If you go to the Google, type in Fresher and Parlance, hit enter, hit I'm feeling lucky. It'll get you somewhere where you can reach out to us. Yeah, I don't even know what happens when you do that, but do it and, anyways. And uh, we will get back to you if you reach out to us. So um, this is part of the show where we call Review Roulette. This is where we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog, and then we review it the following week. Now, we haven't done a Review Roulette for the last three weeks, but this is a pick that we had three weeks ago called Frequencies, a 2014 uh, film from Britain. Um, and uh, Fresher, I'm just going to throw it right to you. What were your thoughts about this film? I like the movie. I didn't. It didn't seem cool from the description because it's basically just about a alternate future, or probably alternate, where um, people's frequencies are like decided. And so like you can tell... I think your frequency is basically how lucky you are. It's just how successful you're going to be. And so like, even if you're really smart, but then like not lucky, like you're not going to be doing good in life or whatever. And so like, wait, I also feel like the higher your frequency, the also also more autistic you were. Yeah, that was so also, I don't think that was like a um, reverse either. So if you had a really high luck, then you had like no emotions. But if you had low luck, it didn't like affect you. You could still be normal. I don't. Maybe it's just like you get. It's not like you're more per se. I don't think, from what I could tell. Right. So but go ahead. I, the format of the movie was really cool. It was awesome. Like um, like it uh went through for each. So it's about three kids basically, and it tracks them from elementary school when they get find out their official frequencies, and uh. Then then it so it does goes through one and then they have like a meeting point in the future and then it goes through the other one to catch back up with like where they like with the other perspective and then it keeps going and then like it goes to the third one and his history catches up to both the other ones. I thought that was a pretty cool like you know format. Okay, so I'm gonna just lead off with this movie blew me away. No expectations at all. Yeah. I started watching it. 
Um, and at first I was like, what am I watching? But then when they, when they, because they were giving it from the point of view of the, of the female lead, who was the high frequency. Yeah. And then when they flipped it and then did the point of view of the low frequency person and how they were, and, and filling in the gaps that we weren't told. In yeah. The, yeah. The first point, I was like, this is brilliant. This is yeah, so though, good. And then, and then they met up uh, back to the normal time. And then they did that again later. I thought that was a good format. Right, and then they did a, a a period of time where it was like you know whatever I forget the character's name, just like whatever character I and character. Oh B. yeah, it was also ridiculous. All the characters totally had like weird famous people names, like Tesla Newton Gates or like, <laughs> <laughs> like Madame Madame Curie uh, Beethoven. Yeah, it was like all just famous people like names like combined yeah. for everyone. It was. So it was, it was just the, I really like the world that they lived in. I yeah. Was, oh, and did you also notice that I thought you would have uh, enjoyed that? Like when, you know, they do the emotion trade thing because he figures out how to like even out people's, um, you know, frequencies or whatever. And uh, like her world becomes a little more colorful because usually it's more bright, like yep, and more it, like blue or whatever. Yeah. And his world becomes a little more blue. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I thought that you would like that. Yeah, I did. I'm telling you, this movie was a is a gem. It's a real gem. I, I like the camera shots too. They had a lot of like feet shots of walking, and like it was really like clean environments, and like it was pretty good like cinematography. Right, and so this movie, I'm thinking, okay, so the whole point of the film is is that this this low frequency person who's like on the it's a, normally a spectrum from like zero to a hundred. He's negative seven, and she's a hundred and twenty seven. Yeah. And when they when they meet. The like effectively the world <clears throat> like tries to things go wrong like luggage lands from a plane in front yeah, of like, them or like it's raining on him but not her because she's super lucky and he's like super unlucky and so it's like yeah there's just something like bad will happen when they get close to each other and they can only be together for a minute yeah that's like or something like she has to run away before the minute and then they try it out every year and so their only real interaction is their scheduled minute per year. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. It's such a clever idea. And so um, he, so they, it's her, I forget, like her 30th birthday or something like that. And uh, and he shows up at her birthday parties. Like, I figured it out. I figured out a way to, um, to, 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 to be with you. Oh, yeah. Well, to like um, make our frequencies like not clash so much. Right. And so they tell the story from her perspective of how it happens. Yeah. And then they go back and tell the story of another of him and his friend Theo. Yeah. And so while they were trying to figure out this frequency thing, like how to equalize it or whatever. Yeah. They figure out there's a like a, a code, a word code that can effectively like control. Yeah, it's like sounds. And then they go into this whole like it's resonating in like you're the glass or whatever. Oh, but one thing that I thought was inconsistent about the whole thing is he says it's touching, but he was faking that, right? Because it was all the words. The touching didn't do anything. He was faking it. He was absolutely faking it. Because I like I didn't like he said that, but I don't know if it was. But then they they went through and showed how he said all the right words, like in the conversation. Which but then it was cool. They, they made the app that like could because she made the app. Like I also like how it um their high school projects basically like changed the world because they're all really smart. It's just he's really unlucky. Yeah. But like um, 
they all like hers was something that was able to like read people's frequencies and then find out who's your how many people you could like genuinely fall in love with or something and then um theo's was like telling the future like he didn't think he thought it was like uh the world was like, predetermined world. it was like fate or whatever yeah he, he believed the world was predetermined which by the way we'll get to that at the very end of because yeah the, yeah so um ooh, did you well, but yeah and then the other aspect so they get into these words that like they can engineer based on understanding frequency. And so they have specific words to like calm the situation, but they find out that the, like the words are more powerful than that. And the side effect is that they actually change the other person's opinion. So you can like convince them, like make them believe whatever you want. Yeah. And so, so what I thought was super clever is that we see the interaction when they go out to dinner and he's fumbling with words and you think, oh, he's just stupid or whatever. Yeah. But he's, but he's actually not fumbling with words. He has an earpiece in his ear and the app is telling him words to say. So he would say the thing, like the word to say, but like then blend it into an actual word as he's speaking. Yeah. I thought that was so good because now we were getting context to why he was so bumbling in the- I know, and like you didn't know that at the beginning. You didn't know because they replay the scene again through the eyes of him versus yeah. her. Yeah, it's so good. It was so good. And then, uh, and then the whole story takes, like halfway through, the mo- the movie just takes a left turn. And yeah. Get, like a government agent shows up, and it's like, oh, because this is, because once they find out the side effect is that you can, um, basically control people by these words at this point because you can convince them of anything that you want. Right. And um, so they get arrested, or not arrested, but put on like a team to kind of like figure out how to stop it. Yeah. And. Um, so the, the girl now thinks, because she doesn't feel emotion, and now she's in love with this guy, thinks that she was tricked with this word stuff. Because she be... does feel emotion, because they've been working together. And, like, it takes a while to, like, have their frequencies even out again. So, yes. And so she thinks she's been duped. Um, so she has him read the words and say, I don't love you, or you don't love me. But it doesn't take it away at all. So now, she, now we know that she really loves him. But yeah. in the meantime... Uh, they think he's after she does that they think he's like some sort of like terrorist because he has like the ability to like i don't know make manipulate people or whatever i know but i thought that was awesome too that like of course they'd think that because he's super unlucky i know exactly (laughs) you know what i mean it was it was totally ironic it's like you're either like a really lucky idiot or like a really unlucky genius or something <laughs> like, but it was like totally because he didn't mean to do it. It's just that he was unlucky and looking like a lucky genius or whatever, or you know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and so, um, oh, and then I also really like, um, I mean, because now that we're at this part where they had the manipulation thing, they said the other words that like make people actually like sit down or like command words that always work in any situation. But I like how at this point, it turns into basically like magic. So it's saying that like magic was lost, but like now these like magic words are coming back into like society and like we understand like what they mean or whatever. And they, they go through history. They're like, it, it, went, it started at this time. It's how the, the king became of the king by using these things and this strategy. And then it, it went away and we don't know why it went away. And then it came back again. And then it stopped abruptly in 1780. Yeah. And... Um, so they're like trying to figure out why it went away and they're like trying to figure it out. And so there was a scene in the early part of the movie where he goes to play music 
And I, I don't remember exactly how he deduced this, but he somehow deduced that Theo, which was his best friend who was helping him try to figure this stuff out. Yeah. His father, like, somehow had the ability to, like, control the the word usage through music or not. I music. think it was because, um, it was because, like, he was just pressing random, like, keys. And, like, he's unlucky. And so any random key that he presses... Oh, yeah, I like, by the way, the way that they find out, like, their frequencies is they have to take a test blindfolded. And so it's just how lucky they are at filling in the right answers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how they figured it out because it's not something... It's just something about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so, but anyways, so he's really unlucky. And so, like, if he pushes any keys, it's not going to sound good. But then he just press. He says, "Okay, just press anything, and we can make it sound good." And so then he'll play along with what he pressed. And then the more he played along with it, the more it sounded good. And so it was like, it oh, even the playing field. And then he right. just realized that because there's no way that he would be able to do that. And then now that like, and then they're all into like the whole thing, like that they find out. But it sounds like that's so easy. How did people not figure out that figure that out before? Like when they were researching him and Theo or whatever. But then the other part, like, we haven't got to yet is, so he finds out that it's music that, like, is the, um, you know, it's the antidote. And that's why in 1700, it was Beethoven who, like, wrote music that equalized people's frequencies. I think it was Mozart. 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 Oh, yeah. Mozart. And, um, yeah, and then that's why it was, like, the equalizer. And so it, it made all the other words not work anymore while there was music playing. But, uh, then it takes a turn with the Theo, who was the one who thinks that the world is totally like predetermined, because it goes into his story, which is really cool too, that he knew about the words the whole time. He was actually the evil genius. Right. Because he had the book with all the words in it the whole time from his dad, who like was telling him about the secrets of like the, how music cancels out all these words, and that's why like the books always surfaces back again, but is always like taken down by music. But, right. um, and then he like, he finds out that all the music actually does have an underlying pattern that is like the pattern of like how everything works. And so like, if he uses that pattern, he can totally find out everything is predetermined. And, and so he, was, he solves that pattern. Yeah, he solves that pattern. And that this is kind of like at the very end of the of the film where he's he's explaining himself because it, it, we st they finally at the end kind of go through his storyline and how and they take it all the way back to the very beginning when um whatever the boy met the they girl. They were like little kids. Yeah. And how he was like kind of like trying to figure out this predetermined nature of everything. And then at the very end, he's like, I figured it out. Like, everything is predetermined. I could see anything. Yeah. But then part of it was also that it's only him. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he, it doesn't, like, really change it. It's, like, only he can know it. Because, like, once other people know it, it doesn't, like, work or whatever. Because he was saying that to his dad, too. But right. then also he was saying, like, well, his dad was saying, well, if everything's predetermined, doesn't that make it, like, not interesting anymore? He's like, no, I enjoy the show of it or whatever, which I thought was a pretty pretty good point, too. And then at the very, very, very end, it's the, the boy and girl are kind of, like, together again. And um, they're walking away. And they're explaining how there's, like, this yin and yang and predetermined and that they come to the realization that everything is predetermined and that they yeah. were predetermined to be together and they're like oh yeah no it was because she was so lucky that 
he was just an aspect of her being lucky at finding love. And the only way that could happen was through his unluckiness. <laughs> and so it was like, really, he only existed for her world because she's super lucky. Right. And so that was like, that's the predetermination of why they're together. So he really had no part in it. It's just her luck that brought them. And they're like, and they're like do you care? He's like, not really. Do you care? Nope. Let's just do this. <laughs> and then they walk away. I know. I I like that this usually movies never that that was probably one of my favorite aspects is usually these kind of movies where it's all like deep and like philosophical or whatever, they never end on that the world is predetermined. This is like the only one that I see come to that conclusion, which I I mean I don't know that it would be or wouldn't be, but I like the idea that like they thought about it this much and that was the conclusion. And you know they were I mean? just like, and they were just like, who cares, right? Like, yeah. whatever. Which is like, I feel like a good, like, I mean, it could be, it maybe isn't, but usually people are so adamant that it's not. Usually people are like, super like, like, there's no way that it's predetermined. We have free will or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And it's interesting because we were talking about the magicians earlier, the the TV show. Yeah. And they talk about this, like, this underlying magic kind of as like a remnant from creation yeah and it's it's kind of like a touches upon the same stuff a little bit so i i having just watched the magicians and then watched this yeah i i really like when they took the spin and tied it into magic like that these are like sorcerers words and stuff but then like it didn't start that way i like how it started with them figuring out like the pattern for their luckiness and unluckiness and I feel right. like the only thing in this world that like was like not realistic was like the fact that luck was a quantifiable like thing. Yeah. It was, That's the only thing that was different about this movie. It, they spend the first 50 minutes, the movie's like an hour and 40 minutes long or something like that. They spend the first like half of the movie just world building and talking about and filling in the backstory of the, this lucky and unlucky girl. Yeah, this unlucky guy and this lucky girl, and then and they just show how real the luck is in this world. Yeah, and then they just like turn it. They just flip the story and just go off in this other area for the rest of the movie. But like really well, really good. (laughs) And then they flip it again with the whole like predetermined world thing. I know it's great. It was it was pretty good story. All right, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to give this given it. uh, Yeah, what are you what are you gonna give it? All right, I'll go first. I am giving this. This might be my highest rating ever. What? I am giving it an eight and a half. Eight point. That is. I don't think we have very many eight point fives. I'm giving it a seven point five. So this is a solid eight. Yeah, that's. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. So any of you listeners out there, it's called Frequencies. It's available on Netflix. I don't know for how much longer. Watch it because it's it's really good. It's really good. It is really good. Okay, so let's so, take uh, a uh, fat rating of eight frequencies. So oh. I'm on here on uh, our favorite site, instawatcher.com, which I'll make a portal of someday. But um, I'm on movies in the sci-fi and fantasy genre, oh, and wow. there are 274 possibilities. Sci-fi and fantasy genre? Man, you're going way you're way advanced on me. Okay. I mean, I just did this a little bit ago. I was getting ready. Okay. You ready? So I'm I'm go? clicking random. Yeah, you're clicking random. Okay. Mine doesn't look very good. I got mine. 
I actually, I guess, I wanted to see this one. I've never seen it. This is cool. I think it was. Mine is Princess Arete, Arete, or whatever. So it looks like a animation, 2001. Imprisoned by a sorcerer who fears she will rob him of eternal life, a guileless young princess Arete befriends a villager who helps her plan an escape. I guess it doesn't sound too bad. Oh, it's Japanese. I think I've seen that. Is that um, who's the director? Uh, Takeshi Koyama or Hoku Kuwashima? No, I didn't see that one. But anyway, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to pick mine anyway. What is it? Okay, so I got Radio Free Albumyth. Set in, alternative, set in an alternate America, this chilling adaptation of Philip K. Dick's sci-fi classic centers on Nicholas Brady, a Berkeley record store clerk who takes subversive action after receiving messages from a mysterious entity named Vallis. I guess, yeah, that sounds cool. What's the name of it? Radio Free Albumus. Radio Free? Free. F-R-E-E. I'll send you the link. Radio Free Albumus. It, um, right. it gets, it gets really bad reviews from critics, but it gets a lot of good reviews from people. Oh, yeah. The cover doesn't... It looks like a made-for-TV movie. It very well could be. But, yeah. Do it. A lot of s'more sets in it. What? Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Radio Free Albumuth? What? Albumuth. Oh, I've never even don't know that word. What's that word? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. 2014. Wow, that's recent. When All right. Well, it's picked. Time. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything else before we sign off? I think that is about it. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you listening every week. Yeah, sorry and, for the technical difficulties and lateness. Yeah, and the, the really bad video quality and whatever else that's going on here. <laughs> Everything. Yep. So this is um, Parland saying sayonara, muchachos. <laughs> oh my goodness.